Keeping News Nation family, thank you for watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. You can also help support this channel by getting yourself some Skeebin News Nation merch. Also, we are proud to announce that we are now on Patreon, where you will get bonus content, shoutouts, and much more. Thank you again for watching and helping us stay on the quest for truth. Huge shout out to all our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for your support. We couldn't do this show without you. If you want to help support us, go to patreon.com forward slash Nation. Welcome to Skiba News Nation, bringing you unfiltered views, news, interviews, discussions, and more. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Skiba, award-winning musician and son of Rob Skiba. Hey Skiba News Nation family, welcome to episode 10 of Skiba News Nation. I'm so glad you're here and we'll be talking about what is true journalism. Alex Jones pays the Sandy Hook parents $49 million for disinformation. The Inflation Reduction Act, $80 billion to the IRS budget. FBI raids Mar-a-Lago, Trump's estate. And for history, we'll be talking about Kurt Cobain and his suspicious murder. And an all new Opus Corner, funny memes and much more. So stay tuned. Before we get into anything, uh, I just want to say thank you for, for your support and for watching this channel. It, it means the world to me and, and Jake. But without further ado, let's introduce my co-host, Jake. How you doing, Jake? Hey, Jeremiah. Doing good. Good to hear, man. So you want to get into it? Yeah, yeah. And before we do, just to remind everyone, last week, you know, we got a strike on YouTube. So... Uh, we had to skip the premiere of uh, Rob Skiba's last presentation, so we'll be showing it this Friday. It's probably on the channel already when you're seeing this. But if you haven't yet, if you subscribe to Patreon, you can check out an exclusive news broadcast uh, produced for last week. Uh, it was actually one of the reasons we got the strike. So some controversial content <laughs> over there. I just wanted to encourage people to go and check that stuff out. Yeah, it's creepy to know that they're they're watching unlisted and unpublished videos so it's kind of like they're spying on us but that's just my opinion yeah. i guess yeah it, it kind of brings us right into what we'll start talking about for the new segment so let's get into it all right <laughs> All right, guys, so we're going to run through some interesting news this week. Uh, just to kick us off, what is journalism? Well, journalism is printing what someone else does not want printed, and everything else is public relations. And this is a quote from George Orwell, who wrote the book <laughs> 1984, talking about the, the thought police and, and how complete government censorship and dictatorship controlled the very minds of the people and so what we're doing here with skiba news nation and why we got strikes on the channel is because we're trying to talk about what someone else does not want printed uh and rather you know published in video so uh <laughs> we are fighting a meme war against <laughs> big corporations and this is how we're doing it our fact checkers will blot out the sun 
then we shall meme in the shade. <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw 300, uh, but uh, in this circumstance, the Persian army, he goes, our arrows will blot out the sun. And the, the Spartans like, then we'll fight in the shade. Well, we're memeing in the shade, y'all. We're going to keep fighting against the big monster corporate beast system. Uh, so I wanted to <laughs> get us kick-started with uh, a little bit of a talk there. So many people today are complaining against uh, mental health issues in the system. And uh, I found this interesting. We eat poison, drink poison, inject poison, listen to poison, watch poison, and we don't exercise. And then we say, I have mental health issues. And then we consume even more poison. And people wonder why people are so crazy in the world today. Well, it's what you're putting in your mind, in your body. Uh, it's what you're consuming on a daily basis in terms of entertainment. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. And this leads to people. Are they afraid to die? No, they're afraid to live. And that's what happens when you're, you're so full of poisons and indoctrinations then anybody who says your life is under threat in any form or fashion, whether it's medically or if it's uh, through events on the world stage, it's just so fascinating that uh, some people, they, they seek to preserve their life, but the very way that they seek to preserve their life, they end up forfeiting their life. Um, and it's really sad. We can't go into too much detail about this, but you can make the connections. And uh, it reminds me of, uh, you know, the, the Bible verse uh, who talks about those who seek to save their life in Luke 17, 33. It says, whoever chooses to save his life shall lose it, and whoever sh will lose his life shall find it. And uh, I've always wondered what that verse in Luke 17, 33 actually was talking about. And, uh, and then at the end, Yeshua says, remember Lot's wife the woman who turned around and looked at sodom and gomorrah as it was being destroyed uh she's the one who turned into the pillar of salt right and in mm -hmm. the same way as babylon is collapsing around us as truth is being revealed we can't turn around and seek to preserve that which is causing us harm and we don't even know it so just wanted to uh talk about that for a moment um <laughs> I won't use it. I won't re actually say the words on this, but uh, you know we have a recent uh, outbreak tied to a certain demographic, and <laughs> here's some great medical advice. Uh, doctors hate him. Learn how he avoids the something something with one single simple trick. Can you guess what it is? It's not being a flaming sodomite. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, we'll carry on from that. We don't want to get another strike. No, um, two. <laughs> here's uh, something pretty significant. Uh, not only are the MSN, MSM, mainstream media, and the Biden administration silently silent regarding the FDA's recent warnings that puberty blockers can cause serious health risks for kids, they're actively promoting puberty blockers and irreversible surgeries for kids. And let that be clear, they are promoting child abuse. And so uh, in our world today, they're advocating for transgender surgeries at young ages, you know, puberty blockers. And to really get to the nitty gritty, you have to start asking the question, where is the funding coming from? Who is producing the actual blockers? 
who is directly involved in you know funneling that stuff uh, into this country. And if you follow the rabbit trail, you'll find uh, who you should speak out publicly against because these are the people that have nefarious intentions for the next generation and we have to protect our children. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is tied to the, what we just saw there, the evolution of medicine. <laughs> you know, here's the, the symbol of the snake and the staff and you can see it starts to distort, distort and turns into a dollar sign. And this is truly the motivation behind a lot of the evils on the world. Uh, and you could probably compare it to uh, I know this has been used in the past. I don't want to be too on the nose, but Bill Gates, who created uh, a computer software, right? And he publishes uh, an antivirus software for a virus he also, you know, helps, you know, allow into his system. It's a little too you know, convenient. Problem, problem, solution. It's the Hegelian dialectic, uh, if you guys want to look up that term. Uh, here's another thing. Uh, I persuaded over 900 people to drink my Kool-Aid. Oh and then a certain other figure goes, amateur. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's it's tied to this once again. But uh, Absolutely. To avoid the societal collapse and the apocalypse as the world collapses around us, we must remember uh, there's actually a warning in the scriptures. Isaiah 5, 8 says, Woe unto them that join house to house, that lay field to field till there be no place that they may be placed alone in the midst of the earth. And if you, I know it's a little convoluted, this scripture, but if you think about what it's depicting, it is depicting living side by side in a tight enclosed area, like a city. Mm -hmm. Woe to them that join house, house to house. And the reason this is, is because when you live in the cities, a lot of the policies, the homeowner and, uh, homeowner, uh, uh, what is it? The homeowner uh, organizations, the HOA, the HOA. Yeah. The not, not only that, but the ability for the B system to reach into your life and affect you directly uh, increases exponentially. And those who are in the cities, when things collapse, are going to find themselves dealing with a much harder situation. Uh, and that's why you want to spread out a little bit. You know, that that's what, the most high sets in the word, you know, go and subdue the whole earth and spread out. And what, what do people do right off the bat to disobey? They move into cities and that's where we get the tower of Babel story. That's where we get, uh, you know, all these, uh, situations that come out of living in the city. And, and we have the warning to flee mystery Babylon, that, that great harlot, the city, uh, and, and to not partake in her plagues and judgments, and the way we don't partake in the plagues and judgments is we come out of her, my people. And this is the reminder of how close paradise is and how close destruction is. Uh, and you can see here, you know, the city in the background, you know, total annihilation. And then paradise is just a thought process away, guys. It's, it's preparing uh, for the future, building family, building community. And it just all depends on where you're going to plant your flag. So uh, we like to talk about that in this show, talking about how to be positive and plan for the future. Well, uh, it, it just depends on where you see your future. If your future is tied to the system, then your future is very bleak. But if your future is tied to your family, 
your community to the God-given nature, earth, and herbs that we are to live off of, then it's a very bright future indeed. And as the world collapses, it's just another opportunity to level up. Mm -hmm. uh, so unfortunately, the way they keep you tethered to the system is they brainwashed you. <laughs> so this guy is, you know, all of these agendas and they're saying they brainwashed you to the guy holding a Bible. And he's like, uh, really, really? You think they brainwashed me? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's what a sad world we live in, man. So we're going to move on to our first uh, interesting uh, story today. Uh, Opa has the video ready for us. It is the, the week previous opening ceremony of the British Commonwealth Games featured a woman riding and taming a giant bull. And this is uh, very interesting uh, because there's the Whore of Babylon in the scripture uh, is uh, the symbology is riding a beast. And in the Commonwealth Games, they use this particular uh, symbol to, to pretty much uh, open up the British Commonwealth Games. Uh, just before we play the video, let me just read you this. Um, it, talking about, uh, come, I will show you the punishment of the great prostitute who sits by many waters, where their kings of the earth committed adultery, inhabitants of the earth were intoxicated with the wine of her adulteries. And it says, then the angel carried me away in spirit, and there I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast that was covered with blasphemous blasphemous names and had seven heads and ten horns and so uh this is the the whore of babylon babylon the great the mother of prostitutes uh the one who deceived the whole earth with her uh sorceries her pharmakia uh in uh you know further study and so here is the british commonwealth games uh it looks black on my screen can you see the picture no it's black oh that's really weird what in the world man it Who it's knows? literally playing it's playing on my screen but it's hiding it from view for our audience so hold on something fishy about this man just the fact that it's not yeah they know uh showing what like you can see my cursor and yep. on my screen i can see the the video That's i can see people weird That's right crazy. now so uh after attempting to play the video you guys didn't you're not going to see it on this edit but literally on my screen i can see the video but in trying to share it uh through our software it's mm -hmm. completely black it's almost like there's something they've done to the video itself to keep it from being screen shared and i'm literally just recording my monitor so that's what's really <laughs> weirding me out about it but anyways if you look up the british commonwealth commonwealth games uh, you will see this figure at the end of the ceremony, a scarlet beast uh, with a woman riding on top of it. And very interesting iconography used that parallels this whole chapter, Revelation 17. All right, let's move on to our next video, Opa. Uh, let's go ahead and play the Alex Jones uh, trial. Uh, there was a judgment that was finally reached regarding the Sandy Hook misinformation trial against Alex Jones. Let's watch that verdict. This morning, conspiracy theorist Alex Jones continuing to cast doubt. Just really weird stuff going on in this trial. 
After a resounding rebuke, the InfoWars host was ordered to pay an additional $45.2 million in punitive damages to the parents of a Sandy Hook shooting victim. And I'm going to accept this as a verdict of the jury. That verdict handed down just one day after the Texas jury ordered Jones pay $4 million in compensatory damages for the years he spent calling the massacre a hoax. All rise! The nearly $50 million payout, less than what the parents of six-year-old Jesse Lewis hoped for. Still, they say it's a win. Other parents, I wanted to represent you well. I know that you have endured pain, um, just like I have over the past 10 years, and this is a huge victory for all of you. But Jones's attorney says it's not over. You know, the First Amendment is under siege, and that uh, he looks forward to continuing the fight. So I, I wanted to share that. This is a ongoing thing that has been happening. Alex lost a lot of his platforming because of yeah, he was deplatformed on everything, wasn't he? Topic. He, he was one of the first major alternative news source type people that was completely censored. Uh, of course, he built his own thing. He got his own website. He kept selling his pills and you know ointments. But the thing is that we have to pay attention to is this is a an affront to the freedom of speech and in a world where we know false flags do happen and that mm -hmm. there are deceptive things that are perpetrated by governments in order to sway the masses if if events like this are telling then it shows that not only will people not be able to question the official narrative whether or not uh the sandy hook uh situation is a provable event and he was totally wrong the fact is is that people are entitled to their opinions and the moment somebody questions official narratives if they're deplatformed if they're sued uh this is a very big affront on the first amendment and uh and we know that there are deceptive agendas that happen all around the world and we just came out of two years of a very deceptive agenda that we're not going to talk about because of the very thing uh, the attack on the first amendment right um, do you have any thoughts uh, so far, Jeremiah? Uh, well, I, I can't believe they can take somebody. I think this is all the beginning of them taking away our freedom of speech, taking away our rights in the, in the court of law. Just the fact that they were able to get litigation on him for speaking his mind is pretty crazy. Yeah. Like the fact that they were able to bring it in a court. I mean, I don't really have an opinion on him or, you know, what happened, but I know a lot of things that he showed was pretty self-explanatory and pretty eye-opening. And you can't say anything anymore without offending somebody. We're turning into like Canada or uh, yeah. China. Yeah, I think what's alarming is if somebody notices in news stories or in mainstream media coverage that some of the puzzle pieces don't add up, if they point out two plus two doesn't equal five, then there's already this precedent that is being set with Alex Jones and with other certain medical topics that are causing people to be just 1984. And um, <laughs> that's why I wanted to share this uh, funny meme. Uh, it says, uh, how to pretend to be indoctrinated enough so you can stay out of the re-education camps. <laughs> so uh, that's kind of what we're practicing here, tiptoeing around certain terminology to not get uh, strikes on YouTube. And those who are not willing to cover these controversial topics 
Are they not preaching a message of peace and safety? Are they not just towing the line and talking about exactly what they're allowed to talk about when the most important things to cover are those controversial topics? Um, and so, uh, you know, in, in the topic of uh, schools and the danger of being in a school and public shootings, check this out. Somebody says, I don't homeschool because I don't want my kids to be weird. And this is the reply. Your 12-year-old daughter is on multiple medications for depression and anxiety, and she's twerking on TikTok at school, Becky. <laughs> so, uh, you know, personally, we've, you know, my family have come to the decision that, uh, you know, we're going to try to homeschool. We're going to try to keep our kids out of the, the system that is hardcore indoctrinating because uh, I, I feel a lot of people are being chewed up and spit out by the system because the agendas have been cranked up to the max and uh and god has been taken out of the schools uh it is now a, a completely atheistic scientism pushing uh just indoctrination camp that leads you straight into the uh amped up indoctrination system of college before we get into some more uh news stories i want to remind everyone that you know uh, the the solid rock in our life should be our faith and our walk with Yeshua, our walk keeping God's commandments. And just to remind how we're not trying to be hard on people of these alternative lifestyles of the LGBTQ or the people who are pushing abortion. We have to recognize that Jesus didn't eat with sinners and tax collectors because he wanted to appear inclusive, tolerant, and accepting. He ate with them to call them to a changed and fruitful life, to keep God's commandments, to repent of their sins, to die to self, to live for him. And his call for transformation of life is not an affirmation of identity. And so we have to recognize that it is a loving act to speak against these agendas. It's a loving act to warn against the deceptions of the world. And that is what the Holy Spirit is supposed to lead people to do. It is to cause you to speak the truth. And the truth sheds light on these situations so that people don't fall into the curses and these traps that are set by the system. Uh, and some people like to focus on some truths more than others. But the, the Holy Spirit, the, the Ruach HaKodesh, leads us into all truths. And so no truths should be minimized. Uh, and so check this out. Uh, Liberty Council just settled a class action lawsuit against a hospital over religious accommodation denials. They have to pay $10 million after it deprived 520 employees of their religious freedoms. And all of those employees uh, that were terminated are to return to work. So uh, we can't even get into what it was that this class action lawsuit was about and what they stood up against that caused them to get fired because we would be striked for mis misinformation. Mm -hmm. This is the insane world we're living in. But I just want to show you guys that uh, just like those who are in the military right now, uh, many people had to go right up to the deadline to save off certain decisions. And those who held out to the end, they are now able to have retribution through a class action lawsuit through the Navy SEALs, who also are standing up against certain decisions that have, you know, wide ranging uh, health implications. Uh, and so the two areas that were hit hardest with mandates were the hospital systems and the military. And, uh, and there is retribution if you hold true to your values and you don't take 
their poison. So uh, just wanted to encourage everybody, look, 10 million and retribution for these 520 employees that stood up for their beliefs. Um, and, and we all know what they were standing up against uh, that was being pushed over the past few years. All right, so um, here we have a news article, very interesting. Uh, the New York Post says, the Inflation Reduction Act would double IRS agents and audits, but the super rich aren't the real targets. So the Inflation Reduction Act, which was recently passed, would add $80 billion to the IRS budget and hire 80,000 more auditors and agents to come after you, yeah. us. So this is how they plan to combat the inflation, to combat the, the collapse of our economy, is by coming after you. What the mm -hmm. heck, people? The plan is estimated to double the number of American audits each year. Uh, well, isn't that special? Well, look at this interesting post. It says... Uh, <laughs> Rahim J. Kassam says, Lamao, uh, they just used your taxes to increase your taxes so they could hire 87,000 IRS agents to rifle further through your taxes in case you owe more taxes. And that's a kleptocracy uh, and a, a nice patriotic picture of the House of Representatives who are passing this crap. <laughs> so, uh, man, this is crazy. Um, this is tied to this topic. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, as the crypto age has began, uh, the Reserve Bank to trial a digital currency in limited scale pilot scheme. Uh, so something interesting about crypto and the blockchain is that once the central banks and the government steps into blockchain technology, it will fulfill its nomenclature, which is a block and a chain. And the mm. public ledger or the technology that was so innovative is going to be what tethers you to the beast system because they're going to know every single thing and transaction about your financial world. And it's pretty uh, significant when we see things like this. <laughs> Thousands of IRS agents to rifle through your tax. You know what? They're, kinda, they're trying to come after those people who in the past few years made it big in crypto. And they want their they want their uh, dollar bill, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, before we move on to this next topic, I know you've heard a little bit about this. Uh, you you've probably been covering this closer than I have. Uh, Jeremiah is the FBI raiding the former president Donald Trump's house at Mar-a-Lago. What are your some of your thoughts on this recent story? I mean, as you as you probably can see, I'm a big president trump supporter i i love what he did for america and everything and i think what they're doing is un unconstitutional i know that they didn't allow him to have his lawyers go in as they were raiding his house uh, they, they haven't even said he wasn't presented a warrant is what i heard and uh, i know it all goes back to some sketchy stuff with uh the judge that actually signed off on it having to do with the epstein case and a, a, every hour something new comes out about the raid and I think that they're trying to distract um, or they're, they're scared of Trump I think because obviously if he ran in 2024 he would win so they're trying to hit him as hard as they can and 
I don't think it's going to work. Because I think there'll be there'll be a civil war if if uh, if they do anything like that. That's my beliefs, and I'm being the front lines, but. Yeah, the uh, the martyrization of Trump is super interesting. There's definitely an agenda here. I mean, the political persecution of President Trump has been going on for years with the now fully debunked Russia, Russia, Russia scam, the impeachment hoax number one, mm -hmm. the impeachment hoax number two, and so much more. It just never ends. It's a political targeting at the highest level. And, uh, and then we're seeing them raiding the House. And this article from Breitbart uh, says Gorka blast FBI raid on Trump's home and says they have declared war on 74 million Americans. Uh, you know, of course, that's the number of people that voted for Trump. Uh, but it's just it's so crazy uh, how the politicalization of the um, judicial branch of the government, the the feds, the, you know, the, the feds are enacting such political agendas of the left it's just they're, they're trying to cause a civil war um i don't buy the the hook personally i think they want civil war and i mm -hmm. i don't know if if uh i want to be on either side i want to be the people up in the mountains farming you know <laughs> uh you know making a better civilization and culture outside of the system but uh we can definitely see that this stuff is something to pay attention to it's pretty alarming uh they're they're definitely pushing stuff uh you know not only that but um there's just so many articles coming out so uh worth paying attention to uh as the biden administration um is weaponizing the justice system um so we have another video from opa to play here and it's regarding uh thousands of citizens are going to stop paying their power bills uh, in the UK amid an inflation storm. And of course, this is directly uh, influenced by the Ukrainian-Russia conflict situation and the pipelines that are being cut off fueling Europe. Uh, and so let's play this video. Uh, it's pretty telling of its effect on the world. Abu 7. Some are claiming they believe the first wave of revolutionary actions have begun. And it always begins with the people. The power is with the people and in their numbers and what they bring to the table. And when they start to make moves in mass, we've seen they get results. When they sit there in small pockets and they do nothing, obviously the man pushes them around, controls them, manipulates them, does what they want. We're in an age here where Electric and power is not free, even though we've had people come across in their lifetimes like Tesla that showed us the way to tap in to free energy out there. It's forbidden to use because, well, they can't control you going down that route. Well, the government in the UK is seeing a wave of people, some 75,000 people rise to the occasion now saying that in just six weeks, they're going to boycott paying any of their bills. They're not going to pay any of their power bills if everything rises above where it's at right now. They've been hit with a 13% inflation as the whole world has been dealing with all this stuff. The whole idea here is to get all these people up and to rise. And they're hoping that it will match this pole strike moment that took place back in the 80s when Margaret Thatcher came in trying to 
pushed this poll tax, 17 million people rose to the occasion and refused to pay it. So when enough people stood up, they got their way. Just quit sitting on your tail doing nothing. You need to start to rise with the people. It's the only way that you're going to get anything done. Sitting there literally achieves nothing. You need to drop the fear, get proactive. You don't need to hit the streets with pitchforks, just with your numbers. It is your power. Know it, use it to your advantage, and make moves while you still can. While you still have numbers to make moves with. So 75,000, a big number to start with. Let's hope we see millions and millions start to rise. Join me on the live stream so I break this down further. Going live Monday Alrighty. and Friday this week. Nine. So uh, just to capitalize on what Dabu777 was mentioning in this video and this uh, strike happening in the UK is there is power in consensus. There is power in uh, a large population of people not being apathetic. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. here in the Western world, we are very good at making people apathetic. And the situation uh, with taxation, with uh, the cost and inflation, with the, the policies that are being pushed through our local governments is if they can get the people that would stand up to sit quietly by, so many things can just pass by, pass by. Um, and eventually it gets to s such a bad boiling point that either you completely cave to the system and you become an absolute slave or you stand up with those around you. And if enough people gather together and say, no, we refuse to participate in this system that you are coercing us into, then there is retribution. However, uh, if it's just a one-man army, um, then things usually don't get accomplished. That person is villainized. That person's put in jail for disinformation or sued or whatever. But if enough people uh, decide that they will be the voice in the, the darkness crying out, then it becomes many voices in the darkness crying out. And so it's mm -hmm. just a, a reminder. Um, and there's an interesting situation here regarding uh, central bank currency that happened in Japan. It says the Bank of Japan announced that it is not going ahead with plans to implement a central bank digital currency, a cryptocurrency controlled by the government after all. And why not? It says because the people don't want it. <laughs> they don't need it and they won't use it. And that's why. And uh, it's interesting that other nations, people can influence the policies of their government, but it seems here in the Western world that our government's policies instead influence us, and we need to flip that game. Uh, and final story of the day, uh, and then we can get into uh, our other segments, is this. Um, a record number of abortion measures are on the ballot in 2022, uh, and so the ballot measures could shore up or obliterate abortion rights and um, while sometimes I have a disenfranchisement with uh, disenchantment with the modern uh, political system and the voting game in local government in local legislator legislature there is still uh, a, a numbers game and it is up to people to cast their vote against a lot of these measures uh, that are being passed so states this year are voting to codify abortion rights 
and now whenever the federal uh, the um, the the judge system kicked back the Supreme Court kicked back the choice of abortion back to the states in terms of legislation uh, it is now in your local areas uh, power and ability to either stop the act or to shore it up and so uh, it was not made illegal it was not made uh, a you know anything it, it, it now passed to the state's uh, governance so uh, this is a situation where we have to find out uh, where you live and what you vote to be applied to where you live uh, is very important so all right, Jeremiah, that's all the current news I wanted to cover today. We have some memes for later on, but uh, let's get into another segment. All right, man. Thanks for the current news. And uh, let's go ahead and dive into the history. On April 8, 1994, 22 days before I was born, the suicide of Kurt Cobain was the biggest thing ever. What, what are your, what, what do you know as the official story, Jake? Now I know Kurt uh, was a very deeply troubled individual. Um, I, I always hear the 27 Club associated with his death, mm -hmm. which was always very interesting. Uh, personally, I, I grew up listening to a lot of Nirvana music. It definitely heavily influenced my early musical taste. Um, so, uh, I know, you know, finding out, you know, after listening to music, how he, uh, died was super just traumatic and, um, it, you know, there's definitely some very dark things surrounding Kurt. Uh, he, uh, he was one of the first big, uh, grunge rock stars and we see coming out of Nirvana, uh, you know, bands like Foo Fighters with Dave Grohl and, and these, people are are very big uh names in the music world and so it makes sense that somebody who was so influential so at the top of his game but very troubled was possibly taken out i don't know that the official story is he committed suicide which you know is definitely a uh, a pattern for many uh many people in that lifestyle but I don't know, man. What what have you uncovered? What do you think? I'm, I mean, I, like many people, know that it was a homicide. And that's my opinion, as I always say. But uh, there's a very good documentary called Soaked in Bleach. And uh, I just wanted to play this uh, trailer for you because it's pretty crazy. Tom Brand. I was hired by Courtney Love to find her missing husband, Kurt Cobain. An electrician made the shocking discovery this morning. Nirvana frontman Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain. He's dead. Hiring me is not like hiring an attorney. It's not to protect you. My job is to find the truth. All kinds of red flags started popping up. She starts telling us these things that just didn't add up. 
save the American icon, Tom. That was suspicious to me. And this woman's husband had just been found dead, and there didn't seem to be any sadness whatsoever. And there was more to this than what I was being told. It's not very often that a private investigator accuses this client of committing a crime. How can a guy accuse you of killing your husband? How come you don't sue this guy? 20 years later, I remain professionally disturbed by the way in which the Kurt Cobain case was mishandled. They allowed his body to be cremated within six days. They didn't send the shotgun out for fingerprinting for 30 days. It's entirely possible that a police officer, no matter how well trained, may not notice a particular item of evidence. To rule the case the same day and to make a public pronouncement is absolutely unacceptable. Peace, love, empathy, Kirkcoby. I examined a practice sheet that was found in Courtney Love's backpack of different letters. It did have combinations that are found in the suicide note. To hear Courtney's own lawyer, Rosemary Carroll, the godmother of Francis Bean, telling Tom. I think someone went through his notebook, found passages that could be cobbled together to suicide and traced them. Kurt asked he could have Courtney's name taken out of the will. They were in the middle of a divorce. If Kurt Cobain commits suicide, Courtney inherits it all. And I can deny it all the way to the bank. And actually, people will believe me if I deny it. But all publicity is good publicity to a certain degree. How's that for us, Ben? After Kurt Cobain's death was announced in the media, this phenomenon of copycat suicides began. Kurt Cobain fans, kids. I cannot think of a case in which someone inject himself with a large amount of heroin and then proceed to kill himself. It just doesn't make sense. Questions could be answered if the medical examiner would make public the autopsy report. That investigation should have been handled differently. Very legitimate questions have been raised, questions that deserve answers. I would tell you right now that if I were the chief today, I would reopen this investigation. So I've talked to the forensic pathologist. His name is Dr. Sarah Wecht a couple times, and he he worked on like cases like JFK, Elvis, Bobby Kennedy, and pretty much exposed all of these these deaths that were very suspicious. And uh, like Tom Grant, who was the, the guy that you saw, he's the private investigator that Courtney Love hired to find Kurt Cobain before he was dead. So, and, and they've been talking about this since the early 2000s. Like my second clip that I'm going to play is a little bit more evidence, but all the way back in the early 2000s. So check this out. Here's some more evidence. Called Love and Death makes the shocking claim Cobain was murdered and examines evidence which implicates his wife, punk princess, Courtney Love. Kurt Cobain's own grandfather also goes public for the first time in the book. I honestly think Courtney had something to do with it. She must have had. In the toxicology test, they said that he was so loaded with heroin that he couldn't even have picked that shotgun up. 
private investigator Tom Grant, whose own taped conversations with Courtney helped inspire the book. Because there's just a plethora of new evidence, and it's owed to Kurt Spans for the facts to be revealed, especially this on the 10th anniversary of his death. There's no doubt in this book, we, it's, we just proved scientifically it's impossible that Kurt Cobain committed suicide. And there's just so much evidence pointing to the fact that he was murdered. There were no fingerprints found on the shotgun. Dead men don't like their own prints. He had at least the three times lethal dose of heroin in his system. He'd be unconscious in a matter of seconds, let alone try to lift a shotgun. And it's impossible. And the suicide note itself, he never mentioned suicide. The last five lines appear to have been written in the handwriting of someone else. And uh, it's a letter to his fans saying he's quitting music, not life. The most important thing, of course, that we discovered it was this, these case tapes that Tom Grant gave us complete access to. And in the tapes, we see motive because Kurt said, uh, Courtney said that uh, she was getting divorced from Kurt. And there you have a motive, which of course would be money, and her role is definitely suspect. This was a classic Russian judgment. The police and the medical examiner arrived on the scene. They see this dead junkie lying there with a shotgun on his chest, what appeared to be a suicide note by his side, open and shut case of suicide. You know, it's almost understandable that they just wrote this off as a suicide. Were there any smudges on, on the shotgun? Because certainly if, if he failed, he could have smudged, but if it was clean, then you're, you're in the, I mean, really clean, somebody wiped it down. Well, we've talked to FBI latent fingerprints examiners, and they say that the absence of fingerprints on the shotgun doesn't necessarily prove that it was murder. But we know that at least three people handled that shotgun, Kurt, his best friend who bought the gun, and the gun shop owner. And yet there were no legible fingerprints at all on the gun, and his, his hand was still gripping one part of it, so that couldn't have uh, smudged off the, the prints. It's very suspicious. It seems as if somebody had wiped off the in, in addition, Dateline looked at this, and their experts are saying, number one, it's not, and three of them saying, we couldn't tell. So Inconclusive. Are, yeah. Are you uh, sure that... that well, no, that, that's, the, that's the whole point. Yeah. We're not saying, well, all this evidence proves that, so put somebody in prison. We're saying it is inconclusive, so why did the police immediately label this a textbook case of suicide without further examining these inconsistencies. We're asking that the verdict be changed from suicide to undetermined. Any re-examination should not even be actively participated in by the Seattle Police Department to expect them to conduct an objective, detached, unbiased investigation, come back 20 years later and say, hey man, we blew it. It flies in the face of common sense. The Kurt Cobain death demands a reopening by an objective set of experts, and until that is done, then one cannot feel comfortable in saying that Kurt Cobain's death was a clear-cut suicide. So that's Dr. Cyril Weck talking about it. I mean, there wasn't a fingerprint. There wasn't... Uh, he had enough morph or heroin in him to kill a horse, okay? let alone pick up a shotgun and do what he did allegedly so what are your thoughts on it that that was actually my clip uh three too i i i must have put it in with clip number two but but i just want to get your feedback on it yeah when you get into the upper echelons of society there's some really dark things <laughs> that go on and uh it, what it reminds me of uh talking about kurt committing suicide or being murdered possibly is it reminds me of uh, recent suicides slash possible murders of mm -hmm. Avicii, Chester Bennington, Chris Cornell, um, Burdain. And these people uh, have allegedly uh, been tied to working on a 
uh, sex trafficking documentary uh, that was intending to expose the uh, just the evil world uh, of the upper echelons of society in regards to what is uh, the atrocities committed on children. We're talking about Epstein stuff. Well, and, and, and his <laughs> death was very suspicious too. I mean, that's another one. Yeah, all, all of these cases where the, the police rule things as suicide, and mm-hmm. then when you look into it and there's ulterior motives, there's all of these suspicious circumstances surrounding these cases, it really makes you think, you know, what was it that caused these people to kill themselves if they did, or were they actually murdered? And, uh, and I know just, you know, briefly Nirvana was the voice of a disenfranchised, disenchanted generation, a generation that were complaining against the consumerist nature of the baby boomers that were coming out of the, you know, the moon landing era on a high, Oh, we've achieved, you know, we've Mm -hmm. achieved the greatest feats of mankind and just, they were the voice of a generation uh, kind of calling out the hypocrisy of their parents. Uh, but that also led kind of down a dark spiritual route as well of just numbness to the world around them. And, and Kurt was the, one of the leading voices of that generation mm-hmm. uh, and talking about the disenchantment with the world and all of the, the bull of the, the corporatized government and, and the, the wars in the Gulf and, and all these things, it, it just kind of was a new iteration of the, the free love movement in the 60s, right? Well, mm-hmm. this was, is kind of like a, a reversal of, of that you know, peace and love mentality. And, and it, it kind of was a promotion of a, almost a, a spirituality that was kind of more uh, depressed and, and, and pissed and he and pissed at the system and uh and so you know it it it's kind of tragic the story of kurt because uh you know i i kind of wonder uh what he would be like if he made it till today you know because uh some of those melodies that he wrote mm-hmm. uh, still ring around in my head you know i i know uh people didn't always understand his writing style uh or grunge music in general but i know uh when I was growing up, I definitely was able to relate with some of that, uh, angst, you know, and, Mm -hmm. um, what a, what a terrible end. I know he had his issues and I know Kurt Cobain was just as fallen and imperfect as anybody, but he had this, uh, opportunity to shed a lot of positivity in the world. Um, as, as much as you can do that, you know, in his situation, you know, dealing with drugs and all that, but, Man, just such a controversial death. Uh, well, what I mean, else you got? Courtney Love was was she hired Tom Grant, the guy that is talking in the and soaked in bleach. I highly recommend that that uh, documentary if you haven't seen it. But he was hired by Courtney to find Kurt, and he straight up says she did it because of all the evidence that he came up with and. I mean, just the fact that there were no, I mean, it still blows my mind, no fingerprints, no, I mean, she had a motive, but for them just to write it off and just wipe their hands clean, say it's suicide, that's, that's insanity. Like that's insanity to me. Yeah. It just is a reminder to make sure you surround yourself with people that are, you know, 
good people that love God and, and want the best because sometimes pop stars and rock stars, they, they have just all these leeches around them and it just drives them into these downward spirals and they use their God-given talents to then kind of promote a degenerative lifestyle. And, and the sad thing is, is that at any time they could just, you know, get rid of all of those people that are just sucking them dry and, and find good people. But it's always the money, the sex, the fame that kind of makes it a, a, a doomsday case for a lot of these big stars because it attracts the worst kind of people because the love of money is like the root of all evil. Whenever you have a lot of money, it's really hard to climb out of that pit. Absolutely. Well, that was my uh, last clip. I was just informed that Opa has a Opa's Corner. So Alrighty. I'm going to say uh, thank you for watching history and let's let's go right into Opa's Corner. My hut, der hat drei Ecken. Drei Ecken hat mein Hut. Und hat er nicht drei Ecken. Welcome to another episode of Opa's Corner. Let's start off with a couple of stories. The first story is about a cat that goes to heaven. A cat dies and goes to heaven. God meets him at the pearly gates and says, You've been a good cat all of these years. Anything you desire is yours. All you have to do is ask. The cat said, well, I lived all my life with a poor family on a farm and had to sleep on hardwood floors. God says, say no more. And instantly a fluffy pillow appears. A few days later, six mice are killed in a tragic accident and they go to heaven. God meets them at the pearly gates with the same offer that he made the cat. The mice said, all our lives we've had to run. Cats and dogs and even women with brooms have chased us. If we could only have a pair of roller skates, we wouldn't have to run anymore. God said, say no more. And instantly each mouse is fitted with a beautiful pair of tiny roller skates. About a week later, God decides to check and see how the cat is doing. The cat is a sound asleep on his new pillow. God gently wakes him and asks, How are you doing? Are you happy here? The cat yawns and stretches and says, Oh man, I've never been happier in my life. And those meals on wheels that you've been sending over are the best. Now, about a story about getting into heaven. A fellow finds himself in front of the pearly gates. St. Peter explains that it's not easy to get into heaven. There are some criteria that must be met before entry is allowed. St. Peter asks the man, are you a church core or religious? No. St. Peter told him, that's bad. Were you generous, giving money to the poor or to charities? No. St. Peter told him that was bad too. Did you do any good deeds such as helping his neighbor? No. Anything? 
no. St. Peter was becoming concerned. Exasperated, St. Peter says, Look, everybody does something nice sometime. Work with me here. I'm trying to help. Now think. The man thinks for a minute and says, Well, I did help this lady once. I came out of a store and saw that a dozen hell angels had taken her purse and they were shoving her around. I threw my bags down and got her purse back. And then I told the biggest biker that he was a cowardly person and I spat in his face. Wow, said St. Peter. That's impressive. When did this happen? Oh, about 15 minutes ago, the man replied. And now, let's go to the funnies. <laughs> let's start off with some interesting history. Unbeknownst to most theologians, there was a fourth wise man who was turned away for bringing a fruitcake. Moses parting his hair. The acts of God. God makes a snake. Boy, these things are a cinch. God creating the world. And just to make it interesting, he adds a little bit of jerks. Bob loved the outdoors. Wound up with quite a collection. Sometimes I wonder if this applies to a lot of doctors. I see you studied medicine at Harvard. I'm self-taught. Huh, I've often wondered. Car. Huh. So that's how they do boneless chicken. The committee to decide whether spawning should be taught in school. The picture's pretty bleak, gentlemen. The world's climates are changing. The mammals are taking over and we all have the brain about the size of a walnut. Wonderful, just wonderful. So much for instilling them with a sense of awe. Okay, Mr. Hook, seems like you're trying to decide between a career in pirating or massage therapy. Well, Maybe we can help you narrow that down. Your room is right in here, maestro. Song whodunits. The jig is up, pal. We have reason to believe that you put the bump in the bump, ba-bump, ba-bump. We also think you put the ram in the ramalama ding dong and the bop in the bop shoe bop shoe bop. 
I'll just bet he let the dogs out too. And here's a little bit of history as well. The dog in The Wizard of Oz was originally supposed to be played by a dachshund named Otto. However, the studio thought there was still too much pre-war tension and replaced Otto with a Norwich Terrier. This is one of the original still shots from the movie. And that concludes Opa's Corner for this episode. My hut, der hat drei Ecken, drei Ecken hat mein Hut. Und hat er nicht drei Ecken, dann ist es nicht mein Hut. All right, Opa, well, right. That, that was great. I, I loved it. Super funny. And you want to get in the memes? I didn't know that about the dachshund, by the way. Yeah, that was interesting. I was I was looking at that. That's uh, I gotta look that up. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyways, thank let's you for sharing, Gopa. Meme me up. All right, we just got three memes for today's meme section, and uh, here's just a a quick funny one. Do not go gently, gentle into the night. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Refuse to be stored in black plastic sacks and placed in the containers provided. Uh, if you uh, if you catch that, it's refuse to be pla stored in black plastic sacks and placed in the containers provided. So uh, sometimes people can read a bit quickly and uh, <laughs> it's a warning to also, you know, I guess don't get yourself placed in a black plastic sack somewhere. All right. If we divide 123 genders by white supremacy, how much climate change do we have? What's the answer there, Jeremiah? Uh, I don't know. Hold on. Let me see it again. If we divide 123 genders by white supremacy, how much climate change do we have? I have no idea. What is a woman? Well, well, what is a woman? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, there's an answer, and they're using it to push their climate change agendas. All right, uh, last meme of the day. When you're in space, Vietnam, and the trees start talking in teddy bear. <laughs> if uh, you're a fan of Star Wars, you know we're referring to Ewoks here. <laughs> all Robert right guys that's all the memes <laughs> alright everybody thank you for being here uh, we'll see you in episode 11 and Jake you have anything to say At the, yeah thank your, you guys your shout out joining Skiba News Nation shout out to BB for the gravy, Lex Eckstein, and all the people I still memes from from Facebook. But <laughs> it's uh, it's always great to be here, uh, Jeremiah. And thank you, Opa. Uh, thank you for all the help with the show. Hey, thank you for watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. You can also help support this channel by getting yourself some Skiba News Nation merch. Also, we are proud to announce that we are now on Patreon, where you will get bonus content, shoutouts, and much more. 
Thank you again for watching and helping us stay on the quest for truth. Huge shout out to all our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for your support. We couldn't do this show without you. If you want to help support us, go to patreon.com forward slash Nation. Hey, Skiba News Nation family. My new book, Never Got to Say Goodbye, is now available. My book contains an up-close-and-personal account of who my father, Rob Skiba, truly was as a father and as a man. It includes over a hundred never-before-seen photos of my dad and our family. A portion of the proceeds are going towards funding our search for justice for my dad, Rob Skiba. Visit SkibaNewsNation.com forward slash book. Again, SkibaNewsNation.com forward slash book. To learn more about the book, our website will show you where and how you can purchase my book. Also, you can sign up to be notified when my mom's book is ready. Her book will be a first-hand account of the 40 days of terror that my dad and our family experienced at the hands of the medical system that completely denied him of his human rights and how they denied my mom's right to be my dad's medical power of attorney. Thank you so much for your support and for helping us stay on the quest for truth and carrying on my dad's legacy.